Hello there, Druin. We hope you're enjoying your Thursday in San Francisco. With a high of 55 degrees and some scattered clouds this morning, it's shaping up to be a pleasant day. Though, do keep that umbrella handy for the light rain expected this evening. Before we dive into today's top stories, let's get you all caught up. First up, Apple's CEO Tim Cook has announced big plans to break new ground in Gen AI this year, shifting focus from electric vehicles to AI with upgrades planned for Siri and much more. I'm Steve Onsker. And I'm Jonathan Martin. You're listening to The Briefing Room from PocketPod News. Meanwhile, Taiwan is gearing up for its presidential inauguration, marking a historic three-term rule for the Democratic Progressive Party amidst rising tensions with China. President-elect Lai Ching-te is putting the spotlight on Taiwan's startup ecosystem, facing challenges like limited capital and regulatory hurdles. And in the world of digital news, The Intercept, Raw Story, and Alternet are taking OpenAI to court over copyright infringement allegations concerning ChatGPT's training data. It's a case that could set precedents for AI development and journalistic copyrights moving forward. Stick around. We've got all the insights on these stories and more to help you stay informed. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. Big news from Cupertino this week. Apple's CEO Tim Cook has made a bold statement about the company's future. That's right. Amid reports of Apple putting the brakes on a major electric vehicle project, Cook announced that the tech giant is setting its sights on significant advancements in general artificial intelligence, or Gen AI, this year. It seems like a strategic pivot for Apple, which has been comparatively slow in adopting Gen AI technologies. But now, they're not just catching up. They're aiming to lead by integrating Gen AI across various applications and even contributing to research with open source models. And it's not just about software. There are rumors of hardware upgrades, too, with the upcoming iPhone models expected to feature enhanced AI processing capabilities. To help us unpack what all this means for Apple and the tech industry at large, PocketPod News technology analyst Paige Owens will be joining us. Paige, how significant are these announcements from Apple, and what could they mean for consumers and developers alike? Well, Jonathan, these announcements are quite substantial, signaling a major strategic pivot for Apple towards general artificial intelligence or Gen AI. Tim Cook's announcement at the annual shareholders meeting that Apple plans to break new ground in Gen AI this year reveals not just an intention to catch up with competitors, but to lead in this rapidly evolving field. For consumers, this could mean more intuitive and seamless interactions with their devices across the board, from Siri to iOS features and beyond. For developers, it opens up a plethora of opportunities with Apple releasing open source models and enhancing developer tools with AI capabilities. That sounds like a big shift for Apple. Can you tell us more about the decision to move resources from their electric vehicle project to Gen AI? Certainly. The cessation of Apple's electric vehicle project and the subsequent reassignment of some staff members to Gen AI initiatives is a clear indicator of where the company sees its future growth. This move represents a significant reallocation of resources towards software and AI development over hardware-centric projects like EVs. It's a strategic choice that suggests Apple is prioritizing advancements in artificial intelligence as a core aspect of its future product ecosystem. Interesting point there. But hasn't Apple been somewhat slow in adopting Gen AI compared to others? Why is that? Yes, that's correct. Unlike other tech giants who have been quick to deploy AI technologies publicly, Apple has adopted a more cautious approach focusing first on internal applications before rolling out customer-facing ones. 
This deliberate strategy allows them to ensure that when they do introduce these technologies, they're polished and align with their reputation for privacy and security. It's a contrast that highlights how different companies approach innovation and market introduction. And what about the enhancements they're planning using Gen AI? How will these impact users? These planned enhancements are quite exciting. With upgrades slated for Siri and Spotlight using Gen AI models for better query handling and conversational abilities, users can expect significantly improved interactions with their devices. Furthermore, AI-powered features such as keynote presentations, Apple Music playlists tailored to individual tastes, and coding suggestions in Xcode point towards a broad application of Gen AI across Apple's ecosystem, making technology more intuitive and integrated into daily life. What can you tell us about Apple's contributions to research in this area? Apple has been actively contributing to the academic community around general artificial intelligence through papers on various applications of Gen AI technologies. Additionally, they've released open source models like Ferret and MGIE, which not only underscores their commitment to advancing AI technology, but also supports broader innovation by making these tools available for other developers. It seems like catching up on Gen AI is also quite an investment for them. Absolutely. With reports suggesting an annual investment of $1 billion into catching up with competitors on Gen AI, including proprietary models like Ajax and an internal chatbot named Apple GPT, Apple is making clear its intention to be at the forefront of AI technology application in consumer technology. Lastly, Paige, there are rumors about hardware upgrades specifically designed for enhanced AI processing. Yes, indeed. The rumored upgrades in the iPhone 16 model's neural engines aim at bolstering AI processing capabilities directly within devices. This suggests an integrated approach where both software capabilities through general artificial intelligence are enhanced by superior processing power within the hardware, a balance critical for delivering on the promises of next-generation user experiences. Fascinating insights as always. That was PocketPod News technology analyst Paige Owens. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. It was great diving into these developments together. Taiwan's startup ecosystem is poised for a transformation under the leadership of Lai Ching-te. Absolutely. With his presidency beginning in May, there's a wave of optimism among entrepreneurs. They're expecting policies that could really push Taiwan's economic needle forward, especially in cutting-edge sectors like deep tech and EVs. To dig deeper into what Lai Ching-te's presidency could mean for startups in Taiwan, we're joined by PocketPod News visiting business analyst Anthony Byers. Anthony, how significant is this shift for Taiwan's economy and its global positioning? It's quite significant, Jonathan. Lai Ching-te's presidency marks a pivotal moment for Taiwan, especially within the startup ecosystem. His election is seen as a positive development by the startup community, largely because of the expectations that his administration will implement progressive policies aimed at enhancing Taiwan's economic competitiveness on a global scale. Lai, with his background as a doctor, brings a unique perspective to the presidency, emphasizing improving people's lives through technology and innovation. This approach could be particularly beneficial in bolstering sectors like deep tech and electric vehicles, which are crucial for Taiwan's long-term economic sustainability. That sounds promising for local entrepreneurs. Could you elaborate on the specific measures Lai has pledged to support startups? Absolutely. One of the key promises made by Lai during his campaign was an investment of 150 billion NTD, which is about 4.7 billion USD into Taiwan's startups. 
This commitment is reminiscent of successful funding models observed in South Korea and Japan, where governmental support plays a crucial role in nurturing the startup ecosystem. However, the effectiveness of such an investment in Taiwan will largely depend on how these funds are distributed. There are existing challenges like lengthy review processes for foreign investments that could potentially hinder quick access to these promised funds. Speaking of challenges, raising capital seems to be a major hurdle for Taiwanese startups. Indeed, raising capital at growth stages remains a significant challenge due to regulatory hurdles and limited access to funds. A notable strategy employed by many Taiwanese entrepreneurs to circumvent these obstacles is registering their companies offshore to attract international investors. A recent report highlighted that 44.3 percent of startups identified lack of access to funds as their biggest challenge. With Taiwan's small domestic market, how critical are policies that support global expansion? For these startups, policies geared towards global expansion are vital. The new southbound policy aims at facilitating expansion into South Asia and Southeast Asia. However, entrepreneurs believe more comprehensive support is required for startups in Taiwan to truly thrive and compete on an international stage. They need not just financial backing, but also strategic guidance and resources from the government to navigate overseas markets effectively. And what about job creation within this ecosystem? Creating quality jobs within innovative sectors is undoubtedly a priority under Lai's administration. There's a strong emphasis on supporting industries such as electric vehicles, where Taiwan already has or can further develop competitive advantages. By focusing on these sectors, Lai aims not only to bolster job creation, with one promise being the creation of 20,000 startup jobs, but also ensure long-term growth and sustainability for Taiwan's economy. It certainly seems like there's both excitement and anticipation from Taiwan's startup community regarding what lies ahead under President Lai Ching-te's leadership. Precisely, Jonathan. While there are hurdles such as funding access and regulatory challenges that need addressing, the overall sentiment is optimistic. If Lai Ching-te's administration delivers on its promises effectively, we could see substantial growth in Taiwan's startup ecosystem, fostering innovation not just locally but also marking its presence more strongly on the global stage. Thank you for those insights, Anthony. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. The intersection of technology and journalism is once again in the spotlight. That's right. Digital news outlets like The Intercept, Raw Story, and Alternet have taken a significant step by filing a copyright infringement lawsuit against OpenAI, the company behind the AI sensation ChatGPT. They accuse OpenAI of using thousands of their stories without permission to train ChatGPT's chatbots. It's a move that underscores growing concerns in the news industry about the impact of AI on journalism. And it's not just these outlets. We've seen similar actions from the New York Times and individual authors who argue their work is being used without compensation. To dive deeper into this complex issue, we're joined by PocketPod News Business and Finance Correspondent Scott Dwyer. Scott, these lawsuits seem to be painting a broader picture of tension between AI technologies and copyright law. Absolutely, Jonathan. This situation is a clear. Manifestation of the growing concerns within the news industry and the broader content creation community regarding how their work is being utilized by AI technologies, specifically chatbots like ChatGPT. The lawsuit filed by The Intercept, Raw Story, and Alternet against OpenAI in the U.S. District Court in Southern District of New York on Wednesday is particularly significant. It not only accuses OpenAI of using thousands of their stories without permission, 
but also highlights a fundamental question about the financial implications for journalism when their content is used without compensation. That's interesting, Scott. Can you explain a bit more about why these outlets are taking legal action? What's at the heart of their concern? At its core, Jonathan, this issue revolves around copyright infringement. These news organizations allege that OpenAI has infringed upon their copyrights by using thousands of their articles to train ChatGPT's algorithms without authorization. This unauthorized use is seen as a direct threat to the financial viability of an industry that's already facing considerable challenges. In essence, they're fighting to protect their intellectual property rights in an era where emerging technologies seem to blur traditional boundaries. And how does this situation reflect on the broader relationship between journalism and AI technologies? It underscores a significant tension between traditional journalism entities and AI companies over who has rights to digital content. While some news outlets have started negotiating licensing deals with AI firms as a way to address this issue, others have felt compelled uh, to resort to legal action as we're seeing now with The Intercept, Raw Story, and Alternet. This isn't isolated either. Prior actions by the New York Times against OpenAI for similar reasons indicate a growing trend of content creators standing up against what they view as exploitation of their work. Do digital publications face unique challenges in protecting their work compared to traditional print media? Yes, they do, um, Jonathan. Unlike print publications, which can register material in bulk for federal copyright protection quite efficiently, Digital journalism operates under different constraints and often faces hurdles in securing similar protections under current regulations. However, lawyers for these suing outlets argue that digital journalism should be equally protected by copyright laws, even without paying for registration fees. Scott, there's also mention of Microsoft being named as a defendant due to its investment in OpenAI. Could you elaborate on that? Indeed. By naming Microsoft as a defendant because of its significant investment in OpenAI's artificial intelligence efforts, The Intercept is highlighting how deeply entangled tech giants can become in these legal disputes over content usage and intellectual property rights. It's an interesting twist that points out the complex web of relationships and responsibilities within the tech industry when it comes to developing and deploying AI technologies. Lastly, what about the damages these outlets are seeking? They're seeking at least $2,500 in damages for each instance where ChatGPT used one of their stories without permission. This demand underscores not just the scale at which these outlets believe their work has been utilized, but also serves as a statement on valuing journalistic content appropriately amid advancements in artificial intelligence. It certainly seems like we're heading into uncharted waters with copyright law and AI technology intersecting more frequently. Absolutely right, Jonathan. As AI becomes more embedded in our daily lives, navigating these legal and ethical questions will become increasingly critical for both industries. That was PocketPod News Business and Finance Correspondent Scott Dwyer. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. And that's The Briefing Room for Thursday, February 29th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Druin. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to PocketPod DAP. 